Today, we continue our series, The Gospel in Disney Pixar's Luca. And we are exploring what we can learn about God and our faith through this movie, Luca. We go back to Acts today, the Acts according to Luke, and we go to the 19th chapter, the second part of the 19th chapter, we call it 19B. That's what you're seeing in the worship bulletin today and on the screens. And we are encountering Saul, who is to become Paul. And this is right after Saul, who was the persecutor of Christians, Saul, who was traveling to Damascus to kill Christians in other places, Saul has been knocked off of his horse. He has been struck blind. He has had a personal encounter with the Most High God, and it has literally changed his life. Saul no longer believes that his job is to persecute those who follow Jesus. But instead, he has had a conversion that makes him now believe that his job, his mission in life is to spread the gospel, to spread the good news of Jesus Christ. Wow, what a flip that is. Evidently, people can change, Miss Ruby, but it takes an encounter with the Most High God. Yes. So let us pick up with the rest of the story. Acts chapter 9, beginning in 19b. Saul spent a few days getting acquainted with the Damascus disciples but then went right to work, wasting no time preaching in the meeting places that this Jesus was indeed the Son of God. They were caught off guard by this and not at all sure they could trust him. They kept saying, Isn't this the man who wreaked havoc in Jerusalem among believers? And didn't he come here to do the same thing? Arrest us and drag us off to jail in Jerusalem for sentencing by the high priest. But their suspicions didn't slow Saul down for even a minute. His momentum was up now, and he plowed straight into the opposition, disarming the Damascus Jews and trying to show them that this Jesus was the Messiah. After this had gone on quite a long time, some of the Jews conspired to kill him. But Saul got wind of it. They were, catch, they were watching the city gates around the clock so they could kill him. Then one night, the disciples engineered his escape by lowering him over the wall in a basket. Back in Jerusalem, he tried to join the disciples, but they were all afraid of him. They didn't trust him one bit. 
Then Barnabas took him under his wing. He introduced him to the apostles and stood up for him, told them how Saul had seen and spoken to the master on the Damascus road, and how in Damascus itself he had laid his life on the line with his bold preaching in Jesus' name. After that, he was accepted as one of them, going in and out of Jerusalem with no questions asked, uninhabited as he preached in the master's name. But then, then he ran afoul of a group called Hellenists. He had been engaged in a running argument with them, and they plotted his murder. When his friends learned of the plot, they got him out of town, took him to Caesarea, and then shipped him off to Tarsus. Things calmed down after that, and the church had smooth sailing for a while. All over the country, Judea, Samaria, Galilee, the church grew. They were permeated with a deep sense of reverence for God. They were permeated with a deep sense of reverence for God. The Holy Spirit was with them, strengthening them. They prospered wonderfully. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Let's pray. Lord, here we are to worship. Here we are to bow down. Here we are to say that you are indeed our worthy and our holy God. So Lord, we've come expecting a word from you. Speak now, for your servants are listening. And hide this your servant behind that old rugged cross so that everything that is said and everything that is done comes straight from you, O oh God. This is our servant's prayer. In the name of Jesus the Christ we pray, amen. Today we meet Julia. And like I said in the children's sermon, Julia will literally change the lives of Luca and Alberto. You'll remember that Luca and Alberto are sea monsters, and they come to a place where they just want to be human. They want to be anything but a sea monster. They want to get out of the water and see what is happening in life. They know that there must be more to life than this. They get up the courage to go to what they call the human monster place. <laughs> and when they get there, they discover the real life thing that they are after, and that is the Vespa. They see a Vespa, and they meet its owner, 
who happens to not be a very kind person. And then this happens. Hey, <gasps> stop looking. She's too beautiful for you. I, I, uh, uh, I, uh, <laughs> I love it. The little guy can't even get a word out. Ooh, and it smells like behind the pizzeria. <laughs> hey, my friend smells amazing. Sorry, sorry. I'll make it up to him. Chicho, Widow. <laughs> what are you doing? Luca! Alberto! Ah, just huh? a little bath. Oh, no, no, it's no, no. Hey, ergo le <laughs> Maggiore, another sighting in the harbor this time. I know. We are setting up a reward. Someone's gonna win oh. a nice prize. <gasps> me, oh. me! I win the prizes. Chicho, oh. get your daddy's harpoon. We're gonna catch a sea monster. See. Oh. So is Bacchini thinks he can be a jerk because he keeps winning the race, which he shouldn't even get to do anymore because he's too old and too much of a jerk. <laughs> you know, we underdogs have to look out for each other, right? What's under the dogs? Underdogs, you know. Kids who are different, dressed weird, or a little sweatier than average. <laughs> uh, too much? Too much. So, are you in town for the race? The Portroso Cup? Well, good talk. I gotta deliver these. Always be training, you know? <laughs> we should ask her about this Portroso Cup race. That's how the loud, scary human said he got his Vespa. Hey, uh, Spulia? Julia. My name is Julia. Okay. When you race in a cup, what do you get? Soldi. Prize money. Oh. Okay. No, no. Keep going. What? Why? Ask her about the prize money. But that stuff is useless. Maybe that becomes a festival. How does that become? Just ask her. Fine, fine, fine. Hello again? Ciao. Can we turn the money into something else? Something like that. No, but it could get you that. È un'ora che aspetto davanti al portone. Fatti mangiare dalla mamma. It's so beautiful. Yes, we need it. Great, so we'll just win the race. You'll have to beat Ercole. Okay, so we'll beat Ercole. Really? Thanks to beat Ercole, this guy. <laughs> First of all, get in line! Every summer, that jerk makes my life miserable. So no one's taking him down unless it's me. Second, this isn't any old race. It's an epic, grueling, traditional Italian triathlon. Swimming, cycling, and eating pasta. So you need a teammate. Well, we'll figure it out. Thanks, human girl. Hey, hey, wait, wait, Alberto. What if we join her team? Hmm. Better idea. Hey, Spew. Girls. Congratulations. You're joining our team. <laughs> I race alone. <laughs> Julia comes to the rescue. 
Julia becomes in some way for Luca and Alberto the way the disciples came to the rescue of Paul. Saul had one mission, kill those who want to follow Jesus. Saul had a a life-changing encounter. He had a one-on-one encounter with the Most High God, which changed his mission from killing to joining the mission to tell everybody about Jesus. Luca and Alberto, the sea monsters who go to the port where they like to kill kill sea monsters for fun, pretend to be humans, do everything they can to not get wet so that nobody discovers that they are sea monsters. And Julia comes to the rescue. See, she has a different worldview than everybody else. She can see beyond what is right now. She can see beyond that little port town. She can see beyond having to be the person in charge, the person who gets all the attention. Julia sees another goal. And everything she does, is about meeting and exceeding the goal that is beyond her, that is bigger than her, that the way we would say it is so big that without God, it is bound to fail. She becomes a rescuer, an educator, an irritator, a pusher. She pushes them beyond anything that they're imagined or they're capable of, and she becomes their protector. Paul will become a protector. Paul will become an educator. Paul will become a rescuer. Paul will put his life on the line so that people will know the good news of Jesus Christ, that it is Jesus who saves, that it is Jesus who gives us life and gives it to us in abundance, that it is Jesus who gives us vision that is so big that without God it is bound to fail. Paul switches because of his encounter with the Most High God. Luca and Alberto switch because of their encounter with Julia. Who are the Julias in your life? Who are the people that you have encountered that have literally changed the trajectory of your life? Who who are the people that encourage you to be more and to be better, to do more and to see God's favor upon your life? Who are the people that help you to dig down so deep that you're willing to do some things that are so big that without God, they are bound to fail? Or is it you? Are you a Julia? Are you somebody who who looks over and says, hey, honey, I know you can do better than that. Darling, I know you can do more than that. 
Sweetheart, you were created for something bigger than that. Dude, do better. Are you one who walks with folks and who talks with folks and who encourages them not to be set up and caught and kept in place by a box that they've put themselves in? If there were more Julias in this world, I think the world would be a little bit different, Ms. Denard. I, I, I think we might be able to see beyond our current circumstance and see where God is moving us and leading us, how God is expanding our territory and expanding our reach in life. Dr. Bob, yesterday, uh, this week, I was talking to one of our public servants. And, you know, through this development project, we've learned that some, not all, some of our public servants like to default to no. Their first answer is no, or that is impossible. And, and Dr. Bob, if I listen to all the people around us who have said that our, our development project is impossible, I would be curled up in a ball in a corner somewhere, just rocking back and forth. And y'all would say, Pastor, do you need a straight jacket? This particular public servant has been very supportive of our project, but she said one too many times, well, Pastor, I can't do that because it would set a precedent. And I said, what precedent? And she said, well, if I do it for you, I have to do it for everybody else. You know, you know that, that switched on my, my, my pastor switch. And I said... Tell me, you have people running in your office every day with a God-sized vision that is so big that without God, it's bound to fail. How long have you been doing this? She told me it's been a long time. I said, how many projects like this have you seen come across your desk? Zero. So tell me what precedent you are setting. If you don't have anything like this to fund, how, how in the world can you say, I can't do it because somebody else might want to do it later? How many of you have said things like, well, I can't do that because I don't have? Okay, I got a witness over here. Somebody's telling the truth. I, I can't do that because nobody's ever done it before. <laughs> I, I can't move to that place. I can't go to that place. I can't teach this student. I can't do this thing. I can't move in that space because I've never done it before. Nobody's ever done it before. Nobody's ever moved that way. We don't have the resources we need. Why do you keep telling God what God can do? <laughs> if 
if God said go, then God will provide. If God said build, then God will provide. If God said do it, then God will provide. So why do we start, keep getting in God's way? Luca has a small thinking problem. Luca can only see what he already knows. Luca can only do what he, that, what he already knows what to do. But Julia helps him to stretch so that he can see something different and see something new. Watch this. You want to be on my team, huh? Let's see what you got. All right, try jumping onto it. No, 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 you gotta show it you're the boss. Oh, Santa Mozzarella. Eyes up. Huh? Looking down is what's making you fall. Whoa, I'm doing it. Eyes up. Look up. It's looking down that's making you fall. It's looking at what you don't have that is keeping you bound. It's looking at what you don't know how to do that's keeping you stuck. It's looking at the negative. It's looking at what's behind. It's looking at what you think. It's looking at what is wrong. It's keeping you stuck where you are. For those of you who have heard the word of the Lord, and you know that God is calling you to something, you are stuck where you are because you won't look up. The psalmist says, look up to the hills. From whence cometh my help? My help cometh from the Lord. Stop looking at people who can't help you. Stop looking at people who are stuck. Stop looking at people who only talk about it, but don't do anything. Look up to the one who created you, to the one who sustains you, and to the one who has called you to more. Stop hanging out with people who must maintain the status quo. If all they can talk about is what we used to do or what we used to have, where we used to go, those are not your people. If all they can talk about is how hard it's going to be or why we don't, why we can't do that, how we going to pay for it. Those are not your people. If all they can tell you about is, well, your cousin tried to do that and he couldn't do it, so why you think you can do it? 
Not your people. Get some people who tell you to look up. And when you come to what is impossible, they say, but God. Paul went back to Jerusalem and all people could remember was who he was. I mean, and can you blame them? He was the one who was breathing down their necks trying to execute them because they decided that they had met the Messiah. But when Paul returned to Jerusalem, he was changed. He was different. And he was encouraging them to experience the Messiah, to experience the good news, to experience the Most High God who takes the chains off and sets us free for what is ahead. But some of them missed it simply because of the messenger. Some of them missed it because they could not forget what was behind and move forward. So what's keeping you in a box? What's keeping you behind? What's keeping you stuck? What is keeping you from the abundant life that God has promised you? You better find some friends who know how to move forward. You better find some friends who can tell you like the old women in church used to tell us when we were growing up, if it had not been for the Lord on my side, where would I be? You, you, you better tell somebody that I, who knows that I once was lost, but now I am found. You, you better find somebody who knows they told me it was impossible, but with God, all things are possible. You better find somebody who can help you look up to the hills from whence cometh your help. Stay stuck or look up. Those are your choices. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, we pray. Amen.